As we wander on into our second hundred of these, let me welcome you back to World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason in Portland for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni, and with me today is Dusty York. Dusty is, was a saxophonist, keyboardist, composer, label owner, and now, somewhat suddenly, he's a stand-up comedian. How did this happen? It's been quite a while since he sold his horn, closed the label, changed musical direction, but stand-up comedy? I have to tell you that in addition to our professional relationship, meaning I've done lots of stories on him, he's also my baseball buddy, being the only other human being I've ever met in Portland who is a Baltimore Orioles fan, and it was all we could do to not talk about baseball. Let's hear about the twists and turns of Dusty's career. How about it? Happy New Year, Dusty. Hey, Tom. <laughs> uh, that means it's the baseball season, and um, uh, I didn't cho- I re- didn't really choose this yeah. because it's the beginning of the baseball season. Yeah. Pretty convenient, <laughs> though. Yeah. Dusty and I uh, are perhaps the only two Baltimore Orioles fans <laughs> in the city of Portland. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get uh, asked about that a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, geez. Uh, and it was weird. I don't exactly remember exactly how I found out, but it was during the course of when you were when you had the, when you had dyadic records, uh-huh. and I was doing a lot of stuff on on you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it seems to me it might have been a conversation after a gig. Yeah. And all of a sudden, what you're an Orioles fan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wouldn't expect a Portland kid to no, be an Orioles fan. No. But, uh, why, by, by the way, what, what happened? Why, uh, why you did know, you do that? I. Because, uh, you know, we didn't have any, you know, Major League Baseball here when I was a kid. And so, you know, all the kids kind of just, you you just kind of pick a team and latch on to them. And I think, you know, honestly, I think it was because my dad said he liked him as a kid because <laughs> he grew up in Seattle, but that was before the Mariners were oh, there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so he just, you know, it was when those great 60s and 70s teams were going on, and, and uh, he told me he liked them, and I just kind of latched on to them. And then, uh, yeah. you know, they had some great teams, like that 97 yeah, team yeah. was, was oh, yeah. great. And The year I moved here. Yeah, yeah. And I was so, I was so like – so completely east coast like i'm not now but yeah but i was so i was i was i was so completely east coast yeah at that time and there was a uh uh remember that hot dog joint up on hawthorne yeah is that still there zach yeah uh what was it called Uh, oh 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 nick nick yeah 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 nick's coney island yeah yeah and so i walk in there and it looks like a baseball bar Mm -hmm. right so what i didn't realize was it was a Yankees bar. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And so the whole 97, I, I got here in May of 97. Yeah. So the Orioles went wire to wire. Yeah. And I did nothing but give them shit the entire season. <laughs> that's great. And then after that, I never went back in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, probably wise. <laughs> yeah. A couple of years ago, I went to uh, New York when the Orioles were playing the Mets and the Yankees. Uh-huh. And I had this, uh, I had just gone to Camden Yards earlier that year and bought this bright orange <laughs> Orioles jacket. And I wore that thing to Yankee Stadium. And... <laughs> I got heckled so hard by like these old ladies and stuff, you yeah, know, yeah. And their thick Bronx accents. It was, it was great. It was well, great back stuff. in the old days at the old stadium, Memorial Stadium, uh-huh. you know, I was part of section 34 with Wild Bill Hagee and the, it was like the great baseball section yeah. of all, of, of all times, like heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And when, whenever a Yankee fan would come up and in, in that section, mm-hmm. it was in the upper deck out in, out in, in, uh, in right field. And a guy, some guy with a Yankees hat would come up the stairs, the entire section. 
And a lot, so a lot of people yeah. would get up and point at him and go, who shit on your head? Who shit on your head? Who shit on your head? Yeah. That's uh, pretty much what I think when I see somebody with a Yankees cap on. Uh, you know, we could talk about baseball the entire time. Yeah, pr- it would probably, be fine with me. But, yeah, but we do have some other things. Yeah. We can get, and then we can get back to it. Yeah, Because right. we're going to go watch the ball game after we're done exactly. here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, got, I, got, I got beer, and, you know, it's going to awesome. be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. All right, so um, you've, you've, there, there was an introduction before we started talking here, okay, <laughs> which I haven't written or, 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 or read yet, but yeah. okay. it will sort of, you know, it, t- it told people kind of what you've done, yeah. right? Uh, your, your, you know, your saxophone career, the, 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 the label, and then you left, and you yeah. do another kind of music. All of a sudden, you're doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? Well, you know, uh, it's something I always kind of wanted to do, uh-huh. and uh, you know, my dad, when I was a teenager, he uh, he made me listen to this Lenny Bruce album, <laughs> and I just loved it. Um, you know, with some of his earlier stuff before he had like a lot of legal problems, yeah. he started to kind of lose it a little bit. But he was just a, a really great, great. Do you remember comic. any of the, any of the bits? Oh yeah, the, he does this uh, one like twenty minute bit about um, the Palladium Theater in in uh-huh. London, and it's just this brilliant bit and. Uh, you know, he's got one about bronchitis, and, yeah. and he's just... Yeah. Um, Christ and Moses, that's oh, one of yeah. the great ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's, he, he was great. And um, You ever yeah. hear the Carnegie Hall album? Uh, no, I that's haven't. A, oh, my God, I have yeah. to lend that. It's a, it, you have a turntable, right? <laughs> I'm no? afraid not. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, a three- or four-record mm-hmm. set yeah. of Lenny Bruce live at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I bet it's yeah. great. So him and yeah. I, I always loved Steve Martin growing up uh-huh. um, just as an actor and just yeah. as a person, really. Yeah, yeah. He's a great person. So it was always something I wanted to do. And as I've shown, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, if if I'm tired of doing something and I want to do something <laughs> yes. else, I, I will just go, go and do that. And, uh, you know, music got to a really frustrating point for uh-huh. me. Um, it, you know, I found that the amount of effort I had to put in to get – such a little back was just you know it was really wearing on me and uh-huh. and uh you know i had a really really great band that i was very happy with and we were touring and doing uh-huh. a bunch of stuff but you know the drummer drummer quit and you know he had he had other things he needed to do which is totally yeah. fine yeah. but uh you know took we looked for another one for like six months and then you know um yeah, you know one of the other people had lyme disease and was starting graduate school oh, and so they, you know so i found like i i was just stripped down to just all this work I did to get this band going, I was just stripped down to being by myself. Uh. And so I either had to start that up from scratch. And, and you know, a lot of people are like, well, hey, why don't you just do it for fun? I'm like, well, I... All right. After a long <laughs> pause here while the uh, computer decided to kill itself. Yeah. And I had to give it mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Uh, we're recording again. Uh, and so, all right, so... Uh, your father liked Lenny Bruce. He turned you on to Lenny Bruce. Yeah. You liked um, uh, Steve Martin mm-hmm. and all his cats. Yeah. And, and take it from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was mu- music. I uh, When I stopped playing music, um, yeah, I was just really kind of frustrated. And and, uh, and may I say, all the people who used to love listening to you were frustrated, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but... Uh, I, you know, it's a it's a different difficult lifestyle. I mean, yeah. you you yeah. really have to devote. I mean, especially being a jazz musician. I mean, uh, a lot of these guys end up 
developing like weird social things because you you spend two three four hours a day what do you mean weird social things you know i don't know <laughs> we're kind of weird people <laughs> oh know? really yeah this isn't so real people you don't tell especially me. the jazz guys man you know because we're locked up practicing all the time but um <laughs> yeah, you know, and, you know, so people are like, well, why don't you just do it for fun? I'm like, well, that, that's great. But if you want to do something at a high level, you got to devote a lot of time. And in the meantime, I'm like waiting tables and, yeah. you know, into my 30s. And I mean, you can only do that stuff for so long. You were doing it at the highest level. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah it was up there. I, yeah. you know, I, um, once in a while I pull some stuff out, you know, I mean, my kind of, my act of listening to, to jazz, uh, you know, kind of, kind of died with my dad a little bit. I yeah. mean, there was a... Yeah. Um, I mean, I still, I still do listen to it, and I, yeah. and I love it. Uh, but as and that band of yours, yeah, with the two drummers. Oh, that was that was great. Man, yeah, that was that was Wasn't really. Drew Scholes in that band? Yeah, Drew Drew played with us, Man. and and the, yeah, my last record, uh, yeah. that live recording had Drew and Russ Kleiner, two my two favorite drummers to work with in Portland, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Dan Duvall, who was a great addition yeah. on guitar, and and uh, yeah, that was that was a great, that was a great thing. I I was. You know, it was definitely a, definitely a peak. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wanted to do some other things, and, and so I put that energy to some other things. Okay, and then so I, you're 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 liking comedy all along, though. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, um, yeah I always I always wanted to do stand up, and then I. Um, Did you ever go to like, comedy clubs? And yeah, things? yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I'd I'd, yeah. I'd follow some people around. I, I was like sketch comedy a lot, uh -huh. and. Uh, you know, and, um, but I, I started screenwriting. On the tail tail end of music, mm -hmm. I started uh, getting into screenwriting. I was writing these comedy screenplays, and I was writing a bunch of stand-up material because I was going to go try it out. Um, you know, but then I started going to some open mics just to check the scene out, and I'm, like, seeing what I was going to have to deal with if I got into stand-up. And, uh, you know, I was going to be hanging around comedy clubs with a bunch this, of comedians all the time this is too familiar right yeah and i'm like oh, i don't know if i want to do that and sure enough that's what i do now but uh <laughs> you know but I, I realized in writing screenplays that you know nobody was going to read them no matter how good they were yeah and i the kind of screenplays i write they're, they're more the kind that a director would do themselves as opposed to you know being selling them to, to yeah. hollywood yeah. um but you know you can you know, with that industry, there's a way to approach it from multiple sides, and, and you know, it's a very kind of parasitic in, industry in that you have to build your own following somehow. You either need to do like a web series that catches on, you need to catch on with stand up, or you yeah. need, and then maybe someone might read a screenplay, right? Or you need to just basically do your own short films and get some attention for that, and, yeah. And so, I'm kind of doing the full court press with, with that kind of stuff, and and um. Yeah, at some point I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna start doing stand up, and you know, like with everything else I do, I just jumped in and and you know, kind of obsessed about it. But it started, it was went great right away, and and uh, you know, and I started uh, you know finding kind of where where my community was, and and I actually I spend a lot of time in Salem, actually. Uh, I find there's a great <laughs> comedy community down there. They're wow. great comedians. They're friendly and they're supportive. Um, so where was your first stand-up? I uh, I did at the Brody Theater, um, which and, is where uh, down on uh, Broadway, uh -huh. right off Burnside. Yeah. It's it's a great little theater, and there's open mics all over Portland. And uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I killed my first my first time, and uh, then then I got on at the Helium mic and did well there. And then, um, but that happens a lot with comedies. A lot of times, people they start out and they do well the first couple of times, and then yeah. they start bombing. And yeah. bombing is essential to. I mean, it, it and yeah. it doesn't always reflect you. And and I actually can't stand the Portland scene at all. It's it's <laughs> a it's a um, 
you know, and it was kind of a similar experience I had playing music, not so much with jazz because I, I, I kind of made that community in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, when I was playing, uh, you know, pop and rock music, I had mm-hmm. way better experiences in Seattle. You know, we'd play up there more than we played down here. The, the bands were, were better. They brought out more people. Mm-hmm. They were more professional to work with. Mm-hmm. They were less kind of like snobby. And, and down here, like someone would play a show at a Ron Tom's and all of a sudden they wouldn't like return your emails anymore, you know? And, <laughs> and um, it's very similar in comedy. I mean, it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the mics are, and I'm not the only person that says this. I mean, the mics are really, uh, there are a lot of dead rooms and, huh. and, um, you know, the upper What crust. do you mean dead, dead room? Well, th- sometimes people just aren't going to laugh at anything. And a lot of times if you get a lot of, a lot of bad comics in a row or bad sets in a row, I mean, nobody wants to laugh. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a touchy industry. You really have to have, some strong nerves because you uh-huh. are going to bomb. Yeah. And, um, but you know, you, you get an idea of what's you and what you need to adjust in your material yeah. and what's the room. And I mean, I actually, on Thursdays, I usually go down and do my favorite open mic down in Salem. And then I come back up here and I do one up here. And a lot of times the, a set will just kill in Salem and then it'll come up here and just bomb the exact same <laughs> set. And so, you know, but you get, you get yeah. used to that yeah. as part of yeah. the, the deal but uh you know a lot of the kind of upper crust of the comedians here mm-hmm. they're um they're not very open to newer people on the scene and they're not very supportive and um you know like uh trying to get on a helium is, is just a nightmare i mean they only uh, leave like 10 spot like the well-known people they they have like these guaranteed spots and and uh then there's a lottery for like the last 10 or so spots mm-hmm. for like 40 people trying to get on so you you know and you have to show up at six sign up wait an hour and a half to find out if you got on and wow. nine times out of ten you don't get on I mean, that's not a valuable use of my time so i started going down to salem where i could get like and that's for a three minute mic and so <laughs> i i started driving down to salem where i could get like a seven minute mic and then going down to eugene where i can get another seven to ten minutes uh-huh. and uh you know it was kind of at that point i i found a venue in salem that i wanted to do a live recording and so uh-huh. you know i just got you know, I just started hitting hitting a bunch of mics and getting uh, material ready. And then last December, um, did the show where I, I did a whole hour set for my first album, and that just came out last week. Are you doing jokes? Are you doing observational stuff? Um, Are you doing? I do. Uh, um, you know, stuff about you. Yeah, you know, it, it's an interesting uh, approach. You know, seeing what works with certain crowds. Like mm-hmm. I, a lot of the comics that I prefer, um, I'm a huge fan of like Maria Bamford. Uh-huh. Um, you know, she's very unique. Yeah. Um, there's nobody like her. She does more vignette style mm-hmm. than, than just straight up joke and punchline. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, you know, I've played around with a few different uh, styles and most of it's stuff about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some good vignettes that I do that uh, mm-hmm. some might favorite material but then you know some rooms you know i do a lot of shows in salem and some of them you know they the meta stuff doesn't really fly so well yeah and so you kind of you know you work it around where you know you figure out uh what what you're gonna do and and um yeah so some of it's a little bit kind of blue stuff i do do Mm -hmm. some uh Mm -hmm. do some sex stuff which is you know it's fun and the crowds like it and then uh but um you know it's ever evolving i'm already kind of ready to do my next you know, recording because I, I do a lot of material. And, so and, there's an album out? Yeah, there's an album out. It's called uh, Helicopter Penis and Other Nightmares. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, just came out. What is the helicopter penis it's, it's a bit that's, uh, yeah, it's the first bit on there and it's going to yeah. have to <laughs> have to check it out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, you know, I've been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. 
and and I, and I never know about longevity of my shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so they were uh, uh, over at the Star Day a few months ago. Darka Dusty was having a thing where she she had some some people come over and read, mm-hmm. right? And she and her husband were going to play along, play some music behind. It was a cool, very mm-hmm. cool thing. And so you know, I I had a a book out mm-hmm. in, about ten years ago, mm-hmm. and it was based on my brief career as a supermarket tabloid writer. Mm-hmm called Rabid Nun Infects Entire Convent and other sensational <laughs> stories from a tabloid writer. I mean, it was a random house. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so, uh, and I'm wondering, man, you know, I wrote this shit back in 86. Yeah. I wonder if it still holds up. Now, I've had evidence over the years that it does still hold up, but, you know, I wanted to see what, what, it, what, what, what it did for an audience. And so I get up there and I start reading the, the first chapter. What the book is basically how writing this shit drove me out of my mind, and it really did. I had to stop, uh, and um, because I had to like get up every morning and think of the worst things yeah. possible, yeah. and um, and so I so I started reading the first chapter, which is uh, Grandma uh, turns pet dog inside out looking for lost lottery ticket, <laughs> and and I'm reading this thing and I'm getting laughs. Yeah. I'm getting big laughs. I'm going yeah. like I just think, and then all of a sudden, the back of my mind while I'm reading this, in the back of my mind, I'm going like. I forgot how fucked up this was. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I get to the point where she's standing on her roof and waving the dog's liver around, right? Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, was I really that fucked up? And the answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was nice to see that the shit held up. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Especially the humor is just so subjective. I mean, it really yeah. is just... Uh, yeah. More, more so the music, I, I find. I mean, there's a little bit more of a instant gratification, you know. I mean, because people can listen to your music and clap politely and you have no idea what's going on. Right. But you make somebody laugh. You yes. know exactly where you stand yeah. with them. Yeah. And, um, you know, you kind of have to work everything out in public at mics with other comedians. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of personalities flying around. And, yeah, yeah. Um, there's also some wonderful people in it, too. I mean, yeah. I, I really... One or two. <laughs> yeah, one or two. <laughs> And, um, you know, there's some people that work hard and, you know, sure enough, I can't stop producing things. So after I, you know, <laughs> when, when, you know, start doing it, I, I start booking shows and now I, uh, I host a show in Hood River every first Friday of every month. And, Where's that? Um, it's at a uh, River City Saloon, uh-huh. really nice venue out there. And so I've Where? been bringing some in Hood River. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, um, bring people out there, uh-huh. um, yeah, every month and, you know, I'm, putting together all these other shows and i'm working on doing a charity compilation album that's uh-huh. going to be coming out um you know before too long so you know i, I can't help myself you know yeah. Just, yeah i gotta put out records but i think yeah. doing it uh you know as a charity uh is going to it's a good time for it and uh-huh. it's um yeah. i think it'll you know get a lot more exposure than trying to just sell records because it's uh you know, I'm, I'm kind of done trying to do that. Um, but, you know, it's nice, you know, I like bringing people together and I like, you know, putting things out. It's probably, time, it's probably times like, like that where you'll have, a, you'll have a hit that not even, yeah. you know, yeah. that you weren't going for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it seems to make sense. And, um, and then I'm working on a bunch of other things. Um, one thing I'm really excited about is I've got a lot of kind of bits that aren't just traditional stand-up. Uh-huh. Um, um, I've got these really good voiceover bits and I've got... Um, uh, like slideshow bits 
and uh, a few other things. And so I've kind of teamed up with this uh, guy from Eugene named uh, John DeLine. Yeah. He's a great burlesque performer. Is that right? Um, so yeah. a lot of great, great, like, um, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, a lot of great, like, physical humor bits. And I mean, he's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. A nice contrast to, to me and what I'm doing. So yeah. we're doing a, yeah. uh, uh, a two piss two-piece variety act that's um, nice. we're going to st start in a couple months. We're still trying to hash out a name for it, but uh -huh. it should be, um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and uh, I'm really looking forward to doing that. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, I think you'll try it out at, at uh, like a, maybe a, a Miss Kitty's Parlor or something like that? Yeah, something. We'll we'll see. I mean, there's, uh, you know, I might try it out at Brody. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe Kelly's, uh, Kelly's been opening, yeah. uh, doing, I just produced a show, uh, that I'm hosting on April 18th. Uh -huh. um, it's a regional invasion show, and I've got some really good comics coming down. Uh, got Alex Elkin, who just won the San Francisco comedy competition. Mm -hmm. He's coming up from Eugene, and then a great guy uh, Sam Miller from Olympia. He's mm -hmm. coming down, and so uh, you know, give some people some some you know comics from out of town. Can I give you a tip? Yeah, sure. All right. I've interviewed a lot of comedians, uh -huh. and when I interview them, they're never funny. Yeah, right. You know that? Yeah. You, re you realize that? Yeah. It's true. It's the truth. Yeah. Like the last time I had Tony Starlight in here, uh -huh. right? And I, I had to, I've actually had to tell him this, tell him this several times. I go like, okay, be Tony Starlight at the top and Brett whenever later on in, in, in when we get through there. Yeah. We gotta have some laughs at the top, Tony. Okay. And then he did. He did it. He did it. It was great. Because like I interviewed Ron Osborne one time. Yeah. And he was just the dullest motherfucker I've ever talked to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Ron Osborne, he had a cable access show years ago. I first moved here and he had me on as a guest. Yeah. Uh, to talk, actually to talk about the tabloid stuff. Uh-huh. Because the, the jokes remain funny and I yeah. can't help it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and I was on Oprah and it's like, it tons of good stories. And, it was the first time I had ever said the word fuck on television. I've been a life, lifelong broadcaster. I've yeah, been, yeah. I had been in broadcasting for 20 years at least by then, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just said, I did it. I did it. It was like, you know, I mean, people don't, don't realize now, you know, everybody says fuck. Yeah. You know, even on even on network you say fuck and it gets bleeped. Yeah. And everybody yeah. knows what you're saying. Yeah. But you couldn't even, you couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, because anyway, so... Um, Anyway, I, I, I don't know. All Osborne wanted, wanted to talk about was Buddhism or something. I don't know, what the fuck? <laughs> well, Tell some jokes, will get, you please? We get that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's weird. It's uh, that's usually the first request uh, anytime. You yeah. Know, like I, a lot of times I don't like even telling people I do comedy because the first thing they're like, "Well, tell me a joke." And then yeah, really. Anytime you do it, though, they're like, "Well, that's not that funny." Well, it doesn't. It works in a room <laughs> with a you know, and and it's. Um, now listen, this 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 so this comedy thing didn't, didn't have anything to do, and, and stopping music didn't have anything to do with you messing up your hand playing baseball, did it? Well, that um, yeah, uh, no, no, I was doing that that uh, before, yeah, and then I, yeah. I started playing baseball, and you know, one of the reasons I I had I never even played baseball as a kid, really, did not play little league, and oh. I wanted to see how I could do. I've always been, yeah. been pretty athletic, but I wanted, I, you know, it's my one of my favorite things in the world, so I wanted to see how I could do, and I started playing in this pickup game. Um, but I didn't want to do it while I was playing music because I didn't want to like hurt my yeah. hand or something. And then because, you did. Yeah, and then I broke my hand because I went, you know, I'd have to cancel all these shows. How'd and, you do it? Um, I was sliding into second 
Oh. And um, it was, well, I was used to playing all these really bad fields, yeah. and then I got onto an independent league, and I was their uh, yeah. leadoff guy. And you started, were playing at the Pickles field. Yeah, and I was playing on the Pickles field, and that's actually a nice field. And so when yeah. you slide, you yeah. actually slide. And I'm used to playing <laughs> on these really bad fields where you stick. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, I just fell back on my hand, and it was an avulsion fracture. Oh, and right in the middle of summer, and it, it, yeah, it caused me a lot of problems. And so at that point, I ended How up, is it now? Uh, it's great. Yeah, no, okay. in fact, I started uh, start playing again a few weeks ago. Because there was there were rumors floating around that you were going to pick up the saxophone again. Who started that one? I don't know. I heard it, though. No, no, that's, uh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, I, um, I did buy a guitar yesterday, though. Did I've you? been without one for about nine months. And wow. I got one because I, I definitely have got another album in me. Because the project I had before I started doing comedy was probably the, my favorite thing that I've ever done. It was called the Love and Stress Compound. Really? And it was just this really pretty, um, it was kind of an ambient chamber pop kind huh. of band. And uh -huh. it had this really distinct sound. And yeah. uh, we had a cello player. And I got to do a lot of like soft vocal harmonies and stuff. And, and so I've got a lot of material left from that. So I'm, I'm going to be doing an album for that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know if I want to do shows anymore, though, because it's just... It's, it is so hard to keep a band together. Yeah. It is just ridiculous. So, um, and that's the best thing about comedy, man. No, I don't have to carry any drums around. <laughs> I don't. I mean, to anybody I've worked with playing music, God bless you. I love you, but I'm glad I don't have to deal with you anymore. You know, the twenty bucks we make at the end of the night—that's all, right. all mine. I don't have to split that five ways. You know, it's uh, it's it's great. I you know I I love it. It's kind of kind of my calling. So hopefully between that and some other things and get uh, kind of you know kind of moving in, in some directions you know and, uh, and I think I have some writing to do too um, I you know I've uh, had a lot of kind of short stories there's there's a lot of parts of my life that I, I don't really talk about yeah. very much that um, you know they're kind of dark but I found some comedic ways to do it I was thinking about that yeah yesterday about you and also um, uh, oh uh, Steve Blackman Mm -hmm. uh, who is a guitar player? Yeah. You know, you know Steve? yeah, I know Steve. Yeah, Steve's a terrific guy. He's, yeah, he is. He's just he'll just a, he's, a, he's just a wonderful guy. I'll do anything for you. Yeah, he's helped me so much mm -hmm. with my DJ stuff because yeah. I'm you know I, I don't know I, I can't figure out anything technical. I'm just real yeah. stupid about that. Yeah, um, as you may have noticed <laughs> <laughs> when the computer went went kablooey. Um and I, I'm, I'm thinking you know I, I I know all these people you know and. But do I? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you and I have this really close Orioles thing going. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. text each other almost every day. Every day, yeah. 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 Yet, we don't know anything about each other. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know about your, your musical career. Yeah. You know, and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and I've written about you. Yeah. You yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I've, heard, I've heard some stories about old Baltimore. Oh, well, know? that's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But and and the thing and I, and Steve too. I mean, Steve and I. Um, uh, Steve has done so many so many nice things for me, and I know some stuff about him. But anyway, I I blame myself. Yeah, right. I, it's me. It yeah. must be me. There's something wrong with me <laughs> that I've never asked you anything about yourself. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't asked me about me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of goes, you know, yeah. both ways when everybody's <laughs> talking about music. But yeah, I've, I've got some. Um, interesting interesting things to uh saying i think i've kind of found an outlet for it yeah. um i you know with uh yeah i've got some short stories that are coming together nice. that are they're nice. Nice. you know they're dark but they're they're also really funny and yeah. um yeah. you know i want to write about my dad a little bit because you know that that was a uh 
I was so fortunate to have him and, and I just, I, I miss him like crazy, you know, he's, uh, was, you know, there, there's some, there's some stories in there, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I had a rough time. Uh, you know, I was, um, I lived on the streets for a long time and I was, I was a drug addict and, wow. um, I, uh, yeah, I had a really horrible time out there when I was younger. When was that? Um, between when I was 18 to 22. Wow. Yeah. And that was in what year? Uh, boy, to um, see, I got clean in, uh, 2001. So huh. it was like 97 to, huh. or no, 90, huh. 98 to 2001. Well, uh, when yeah. the Orioles dropped off the face of the earth, I that's know. enough to make anybody a junkie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was rough, man. I was really disappointed, like I was telling you earlier up there. Yeah. Like that happened on my birthday when they yes. got ousted at the playoffs, and that was probably their best chance to win that we've had. Oh, the since the, the, the fly ball in Yankee Stadium. Oh man, yeah, that was fucked cheater, up. It was man. so fucked yeah. up. And they keep showing it. Yeah, they keep showing it. And yeah. oh, you know, MLBN did an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. They 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 took some really uh, iconic things that happened. Mm-hmm. And then they reversed the, the decision. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and they showed you what could have happened. What, what, what would have happened? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. That was great. That was great. So um, yeah, and uh, I also think I should write about my experience in doing music and you know and, and running a record label. Oh yeah. Everything. I mean, I think people just make a lot of assumptions about what that's like, and and uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of really funny stories in there, and there was a lot I'm of sure. funny stories about living on the street. It, it was a yeah. very different yeah. lifestyle, and and uh, it was one I'm very grateful I had that experience. And, yeah. Um, and there's some funny stories in there, so you know that that should be I, do, coming do you, eventually. Do you realize? Okay, I, I, and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I'm, this is the truth. I'm asking because mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Do you realize how important Dyadic was? Because um, it was the most important label yeah. in town. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to think so. <laughs> yeah, know? okay, fine. I, yeah. I'm just, you know, I mean. It was, um, you know, it was interesting. Lynn Derrick just came out with his book, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, Rhythm in the Rain. Uh-huh. I think just called it, and he he um, he got a photo from me, and he did a blurb uh-huh. uh, about me, and and I kind of just kind of let that that part of my life go. I mean, it the amount of effort it took for me to run that that label, I mean, I was had to pump a lot of money into it, and yeah. that was money I made bartending. Yeah. It was not. Yeah. I mean, I really put everything I had into it, and uh, you know, it was. Um, there's definitely a lot of high points, but uh, you know, once I move on, I, I tend to you know kind of just let it go and uh but i get a reminder once in a while and it was it was really interesting seeing you know um he had some of my old quotes in there and i, I was kind yeah. of a spitfire back oh then. yeah and it was just like i was just really upfront. and it was just um but I, I think it was good and i think uh, i needed that as a person because those yeah. skills of just yeah. doing things myself and just you know um not being so concerned with uh uh you know the traditional way of of doing things um uh, you know, really carry carries on to these other other things that I do. But um, I'm I'm really proud of that label. I mean, there were some good. I you know I'm just sad that it didn't more people didn't get to hear those records. And I'm always right. second guessing myself because I was kind of a kid when I was doing it. Right. And, and you know what I could have you know just as I've grown as a person, like what I could have done differently to to make it go better. Yeah. But yeah. it was an interesting time because it was right when CDs started to go obsolete, and right. I could see from the first right. few that we. Did you know? I put my uh, first two records out. Then we did Gordon Lee one, two, three. Yeah. 
and that actually sold a few records, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then uh, it kind of started going downhill and then it started doing the digital format, you know, yeah. and I just wonder what I could have done, you know, better. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. when I listen to those records, I'm always like, man, that is a damn You got record. boxes of them? Oh man, I've got thousands of them. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I started I started getting hitting people up to be like, hey, you know, um, because I'm planning at some point to move to New York. I've always oh, yeah. wanted to live in New York. Wow. I'm tired of living in Portland. I've lived here all my life. Yeah. yeah. And you know, honestly, man, my rent right now is more than my friend pays to live in Brooklyn. Wow. You know, my cost of living is actually going to be less because it costs me nine hundred dollars to drive here. Wow. And so it's, uh, you know, um, and it's just, I mean, it's a horrible town for entertainment uh, for. You know, right. I mean, maybe, you know, if you're a certain per person in music, but as far as comedy, as far as screenwriting, any kind right. of acting, it's a horrible city for that. Yeah. There's just no market for it. Right. And the cost Correct. of living is getting yeah. upped yeah. to yeah. where it's, you know, it's getting that. So I think it's time. So hopefully within yeah. the next couple of years. Well, I know what you mean about work. finding other places to write. Because yeah. um, I, I'm... Now, I cut I cut something like this out of the last interview I mm -hmm. did in here. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into a rant, but I'm pretty much finished being a music journalist. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, before the election, mm -hmm. I started writing pieces. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just I just threw up a, a, a Google site, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and um, started writing stuff, mostly really dark stuff about when I was a kid. Uh -huh. Although I did write one about the. Baltimore City Police Department uh -huh. when that was during the time when the Justice Department was investigating it when we had a Justice Department who would fucking investigate it <laughs> yeah right unlike now yeah uh, <laughs> um, and uh, it was it was very rewarding I mean I stopped doing it because I stopped doing everything when the election happened mm -hmm. I'm just now coming out of it mm -hmm. um but, uh, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people um, have had a lot of difficulty working mm -hmm. uh, during this period. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, so it's interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The problem is I'm old. <laughs> no, that is the problem. Yeah. Nobody wants to hire me when I'm old. Yeah. Nobody, hire, nobody wants to hire an, an old guy. Mm. Do people in comedy clubs want to see a, a fat old guy stand up there and, 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 and tell jokes? Well, a, a mean fat old guy stand out there and tell jokes. <laughs> they're they're out there. <laughs> yeah, that might be the one place you could get some work, man. It's true. Honestly, it's true. <laughs> yeah, there's certainly plenty of young smug guys trying to do it. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, uh, anything different. But well, the thing is, you know, you know, I I, I always I always have, I just the thing is I hadn't been able to write funny for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then because uh, I never you know. Writing for Oregon Music News was a, a, a more than full-time job. Yeah. And I never got to write funny except once mm -hmm. when I got to write about Ace of Bass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the tune called It's a Beautiful Life. Yeah. Which w was probably the worst thing ever made. Yeah. And it was very, very fun to write about. Uh -huh. I had been, I, I had the piece in me since before I got here. Yeah. Because before I got here, I was a wedding and party DJ mm -hmm. with a polyester uh, tuxedo and a red cummerbund and a red bow tie. Mm -hmm. That's. <laughs> do you still have Seriously, that? Seriously, no, <laughs> I do not have it. But uh, <laughs> although I sh I wish I did, because it, it would be a really it would be a great shtick to wear it to, to my DJ gigs. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would. 
So anyway, yeah. uh, you know, you, you do. You gotta keep. You gotta. You know, you gotta keep going. I mean, yeah. I could give up. That's easy. Yeah. But um, um, as long as people are still paying me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think I'm about to land a gig uh, at this new blues bar in town. Oh, nice. Where's know? that? Where's that at? Down in Nikolai. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that might do well down there. Yeah. 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 Um. So I don't know. The yeah. Fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. But you 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 got a pretty good gig going, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing all right, doing all right. It was a rough year last year, man. It did, yeah, <laughs> it was just a rough year. Really? Yeah, I had to yeah sell everything off and uh, oh, yeah man. broke my hand and lost some work, but uh, you know started doing stand up and and that's been really that's been great. So you couldn't bartend or anything, did you? Uh, I quit bartending at that point. You did. Uh, yeah, yeah I've been when you off, broke your hand. Yeah, well, no, yeah. I'd I'd been um, quit from that for a while. I was oh, working okay. as a personal shopper. Really? Um, yeah, which is way less interesting than it sounds. It's a lot of driving to Costco <laughs> to get snacks for offices downtown. But, yeah. uh, you know, it paid really well. And so, yeah. you know, I did it for a couple How'd of years. How did you get that gig? Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it was really easy to get. I mean, they just, really? it's, uh, it was a, um, uh, you know, it's run through an app and everything. And I, I got on <laughs> right when they came to town. I was a little skeptical at first. But I'm like, man, I'm making some money doing this. And this isn't that bad. <laughs> Um, but then they just cut our pay like 40%. Oh. Like a couple months after I broke my hand. Oh, geez. So it was just, and then, you know, my rent went up. And I mean, it was it was a rough, it was a rough time. But yeah. Uh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, no, I'm doing, doing well now. And uh, yeah, just doing well, You always come back, don't you? Yeah, always, yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Com- comedy's, uh, comedy's being good to me for the most part. I mean, I, I still... Um, I hate doing it in Portland. It's just so bad. I actually got 86 off on my. I mean, some of these some of these guys in Portland are just dicks, man. And and uh, really, yeah, yeah. I mean, they just they're uh, you know you you do a bunch of mics with them. And they just don't. I mean, I, I it is such a distinctly different perf- uh, experience in uh-huh. Portland than any other cities. Like I usually go up to Seattle a couple yeah. times a month, yeah. and it's competitive up there, but it's not very pretentious. You know, I mean, yeah. it's very sincere up there, and and. Uh, Tacoma, I go up there uh, once a month, and Salem a couple times a week, and Eugene once a week, and and I try to do these uh, Portland mics, but they're, um, you know, uh, a lot of these guys, you know, they they put such little effort into to uh, being supportive of the scene. There there are some really cool people here, but yeah. I mean, like I get these, I get paid gigs for people, and and I offer them to them, and they don't even bother responding to me, and and then there's people that are in Seattle or Eugene that are much better comedians that get back to me right away huh. and even to say no i mean no i can't do that i mean that's that's how you, you're supposed to do it but oh. um yeah it's just uh, it's kind of a miserable experience trying to do it in portland because it's just you know there's um yeah i don't, I don't know what it is but huh. uh yeah, yeah i just really haven't you know um so i'm probably not going to be doing a whole lot of shows here except yeah. uh the ones that i'm putting together myself but well, it's, it's we uh, we'll we'll put uh, you got a, you have a video, right? Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of videos actually. I've got okay. uh, well, I've got a website just for right. comedy, uh, Dusty York. Uh, would you like us to put a little a little bit in audio here at the end of this? Yeah, sure, okay. sure. Well, you'll have to send it to me. I will send me an MP3, and then I'll find a video and put it up there yeah, also. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And uh, are you ready to go drink beer and watch the ball game? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go watch absolutely. the ball game. All right, come yeah, on, let's go watch the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> 